Welcome back everybody to another episode of Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Once again, this is your boy uh, Christian. And today, 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 um, we are recording just after the terrible and uh, atrocious defeat uh, we just suffered against uh, Chicago Fire, the team with the worst logo in the MLS. Um, we went up there, we flew up there, and got Cuatro Pepitas uh, scored on us. Uh, could have been more. Uh, VA, VAR gave us a little bit of uh, help here and there. Uh, and also kind of took away a little bit here and there in a penalty. But under Cuatro Cuatro Dos on Instagram, which is Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S. And you can also find this on YouTube. You can watch the video of the uh, podcast episode, which actually we happen to be turning a quarter today. So today is our 25th episode. So pretty cool. Thank you for everybody listening, watching, and all that stuff. Uh, 25 episodes. Ain't that crazy. Uh, we had a whole pandemic go through 2020, uh, and, but I've been able to record 25 different times. So that's pretty cool. Especially, well, knowing that I had the Come and Take It podcast before this, and that was probably another good five or six episodes. So technically, I guess it's like 30, but you know, we'll only count the Cuatro Cuatro Dos uh, 25 for this time. Uh, and then you can follow me uh, at Chris Putalias, uh, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z, as in zebra. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Um, I've been talking a lot how I'm going to start doing interviews. So hopefully here and there, I need to start hitting people up for real now so we can start setting up interviews. Um, the only downside for me doing interviews is that I have to do them at night. Uh, after I put my kids to bed, um, but you know, we can arrange something. If not, then you know I'll be reaching out to some people here soon, hopefully sooner than later. Um, but other than that, I guess we can go and talk to get to it and talk about um, just a little bit before we get into this terrible loss. We can talk a little bit about um, we already talked about Colorado. We already talked about um, uh, what's this thing. Uh, Colorado, and then we talked about Dallas, uh, and then in between we had Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota game uh, was a 2-2 tie. Uh, it wasn't well. I mean, compared to this game, any game is not terrible actually. But um, the thing was that Minnesota game also. I think we played a much better game. Hopefully, you guys watched it. We had our 11 starters that we usually have. I actually have the notes in a different notebook, but I'm not going to get up and get them. Uh, but, you know, it was cool. There was a first, the first time after uh, the, or technically is the second game for the Houston Dynamo to play at home with fans. So that was pretty exciting. Around three people, oh, three people, <laughs> 3,000 people were uh, at the stadium, I believe. Uh, well, that's how many tickets they were going to sell. And for the looks of it, you know, being in the stadium myself, uh, it looked like there was a bunch of people. So I would assume that all of the tickets sold, if not close to all of them. Cool. It was a cool uh, environment to be at. You know, having people cheer, having people scream, having people boo. 
It's just, you know, soccer is so much different when you have the fans in there. I think, personally, I think the Houston Dynamo has uh, the best live music from, you know, a supporter group in stadium in the MLS. So, shout out to El Batallon. Uh, you guys are always killing it. Or you guys are always, you know, putting in, I mean, you bring in the party as long with uh, the Texan Army, along with the Surge, along with Bandera Neira. Uh, collectively Hustle Town Supporters Group or Hustle Town Supporters. Um, but you know, we all know that you know the Batachon is the mainly the ones that bring the music. So shout out to those guys. Um, it was pretty cool to have you guys, you know, come back and for 90 straight minutes have you chanting and singing from beginning to end without stopping. Uh, even when the team was losing to when the team was tying. So it was cool to see that. It's cool to see uh, all the supporters singing, chanting, waving flags, and all that stuff. So it was a cool. It, it just it felt normal again. Um, cool to like just sit there and look around and look at you know families, you know parents with their kids. It's cool to see little kids kind of like yelling and chanting, you know, "Let's go Dynamo" or whatever the chant may be at the time or whatever. But, you know, it was cool. So, shout out to everybody that made it out. Uh, the, everybody seems to be, you know, like in, uh, what's it called? In line with the whole, like, you know, wearing your mask and, you know, trying to be safe and all that good stuff. So, you know, I didn't see anybody have a problem with anything. Um, and I didn't see anybody complaining. I didn't see uh, issues going on. Uh, so, I think everybody was responsible enough. And I think... Uh, if we just keep doing the way that we're doing it and, you know, everybody takes, you know, self, uh, I, I don't know, what do you call it? Self-responsibility. I think uh, hopefully sooner than later we'll be able to have more people in the stadiums. And, you know, why not hopefully in the future have a full stadium, um, you know, full, a full stadium of people. Um but other than that, let's get into So the Minnesota game was very interesting because um, we were pretty much dominating that game. Uh, I'm not going to say that we killed the game. Good night. Uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, we 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 probably deserved, deserved to win uh, in the way that we probably played a better game than Minnesota did. Both of their goals came from two mistakes in the midfield that led to like counterattacks, like really quick counterattacks that, you know, that obviously led to goals. Um, and then our goals, you know, kind of came a little bit more collectively and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, having the first goal by, well, Quinteros. Oh, also an interesting story. So when we get the penalty uh, from, you know, from Minnesota, that Actually, he like fought tooth and nail with the defender, took the ball away from him, like at the sideline. You know, went into the box, got fouled by the, you know, and he actually wanted to wanted to take that that um, that penalty. I mean, he earned it basically. He earned the penalty. So Quinteros went in, and you know, he was like, you know, it's my birthday. Come down. I am the best player in the team, basically. You know, let me take this. Which, you know, everybody was cool with it. And there's story behind the whole thing because Quinteros used to play for Minnesota United. And it was funny to watch the coach for Minnesota United, the coach and his assistant, uh, basically 
have like a full-on conversation almost with the goalie and basically telling him, hey, Quinteros is right-footed and he always puts the ball in the same spot. So he's going to like, you know, to your left, just go to your left, you're going you're gonna to catch it. You know, no worries. So uh, that's basically what happened. Quinteros uh, threw the ball to, to the left of the goalie and the goalie uh, stopped it, which... It was very funny, very you know, because if somebody would have turned around and would have seen, would have seen the way that the freaking coach and his assistant were yelling at the goalkeeper, like, you know, throw yourself to the left, throw yourself to the left, you know, if somebody would have said, hey, Quinteros, look, like they're giving him instructions to go to the left, just go to the right, you know. I think it would have been a whole different ball game because I think at that time, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. We were losing uh, 1-0, and that would have tied up the game. Um, yeah, because we started losing pretty pretty early there in, like, the 10th minute or maybe before that. Um, so that happened, right? So then they get, you know, like a breakaway. Um, I'm actually watching the highlights as I'm talking. But, yeah, Memo freaking kills it. Like, he fought for that ball, and then he gets foul right there, and then, you know, it takes penalty. It's funny because I'm, I'm trying to see if on the replay you can actually see the the coach yelling at the player, which I don't think I am seeing it. Like, it's funny. They're fighting right there for the penalty. Memo really wants it. Quinteros is like, nah, son, it's mine. You're a young child. Respect my authority, basically. Park on him. And he got the penalty. Now you can't really see it. But Quinteros obviously goes to, to the goalie's uh, left and then... Obviously, he gets stopped. So that would have tied up the game 1-1, and that would have been probably a whole different game because usually the Dynamo, when they're able to get a goal in, like they go full force and they start boom, 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 banging, you know. Um, but that happened. Then uh, the second goal for uh, Minnesota came. Uh, it was So it was a cross. The guy kicked it. There was a rebound. And then marriage almost stopped it. You know, his body kind of went in with the with the ball. Um, marriage is having pretty good games. Uh, in the beginning, I was going to say in the beginning of time. In the beginning uh, of the seasons or the beginning of the games, marriage has, you know, he didn't know if it was the right move to, to get him or to get, you know, a different, a different goalie and stuff like that. But lately he has been having, I mean, he he makes mistakes here and there, but lately he he has been having really good matches, really good saves, which have been like literally saving our asses. I was gonna say butts, but then I was like, ah, why would I censor myself? Saving our asses, um, in these in like in tight games like this, uh, and then you have the you know Quinteros trying again. Um, it was cool the, the goal Quinte. Okay, so let's talk about Quinteros. First of all, before we talk about the goal of Quinteros, <clears throat> I want to uh, merit, uh, if not shout out or point out, how essential Valentin has become in this Houston Dynamo. If you watch this, uh, and if you've been watching all the games that Valentin has been playing, <clears throat> so Valentin, I'm about to talk really good about you. Hopefully you can hear this, and hopefully you send me a pair of shoes. Uh, but other than that, I'm actually being honest. Uh, so if you look at Valentin and the way that he places balls into the into like the box, like most of these balls, like 
if you look at the the goal uh, from the Hisnamo against Minnesota, the sec the sec the first goal, uh, you see that he crosses the ball to Manotas. But literally, if you look at it, the precision that he like uses or he has when crossing the ball into the box is just freaking incredible. Because if you look at it, he basically gives Manotas like he places the ball almost with his hand into Manotas' head. And it is not the first time he does it. It's like the third time. It's like the third, fourth, the third or fourth assist that he has. Jesus Christ. He, uh, the first goal, uh, if you guys remember back in the day when we played Galaxy, that the goal came from Manota's header, but the ball came from Valentin, I believe. No, it didn't. I'm sorry. But, because I always kind of went through the bottom. It doesn't matter. The point that I'm saying is that Valentin, every time that he has to cross the ball, he doesn't just cross the ball. He actually places the ball where the forward will be heading the ball. Like, and that takes, like, it might be, it might seem like nothing to to people or to you know whoever's watching, but that is a very cool, a very good technical quality to have as a winger or as a you know fullback, I guess in this case, you know, to be able to know where to place your crosses it is such a vital and such a great advantage as a you know for a team or as a player to have so shout out to Sarek Valentin if you're listening we love you um on and off the field you like you're such a great dude and also uh if you have an extra pair of shoes I know uh, Nike gives you shoes you know well we can cover this up and you know you can just hit the boy up and send some Nikes I I wear ten and a half um, so if you're down, I'm down. Let's make it happen. Um, after me begging for shoes uh, from Sarek Valentin, we can move to the great technical. Uh, kind of, we're doing like a, I should do breakdowns of the goals, right? I think it would be cool. I think I might do that right now. I'm gonna do a breakdown of this goal, but it's probably gonna be me repeating the same stuff that I'm repeating here. But if you look at the goal from uh, from Darwin Quinteros, where he kind of like whatever you call this lob, lobs it over the goalie I can assure you 90% of the players of 90% of soccer players would have blasted that ball like not like boom blast like but like you know blast it you know kind of come in sideways and I would, that's personally that's probably what I would have done I would have just tried to like blast the ball into the goal and if you look at this picture, like I'm, I'm stopping it right now. You have one, two, three, and then the guy kind of defending, and then the goalie. You have four players in front of him that could possibly block the ball, but then what does he choose to do? He chooses to chip the ball over the goalie, which it goes high enough that the goalie is actually jumping, and he's jumping a good foot or two feet off the ground so the ball has enough air to go over the goalie but then not over the goal which it drops down into the goal and if you actually see it the ball actually drops in the goal it doesn't like bounce before that because there was a defender kind of rushing back to go get it um that's also very technical of Quinteros if you actually if you look at his uh style of playing like, if you look at just the way that he brings the ball down in the air, like, it's just amazing. Like, those are the type of players that you want to have. Like, they're so really good technically that a long ball comes to them, comes to them, comes to them, 
and they're able to just kill it right there like you know drop it dead into the into the floor into in front of them and then it gives them the advantage to like move you know because if you have the ball you have an air ball coming to you and it just bounces off of you you just lost two three steps from that ball like you created space between you and that ball so the important like it is very important for players to be able to bring that ball down like into their foot so you can like as soon as you bring it down you can attack right there and there because if you give you know a defender those two three steps then you know obviously the whole team kind of gathers around you and you obviously killed your chance to attack uh but yeah very technical of him and it's something that is very very advantageous uh for the team uh today he didn't have a really hot game um and then also the way that he just that second goal if you look at that second goal it comes from a free kick that you know me from the position that it was on or the the it was in the free kick i thought i was like and then i saw you know him and memo kind of set up for the for the free kick i was like memo is going to blast this you know as he did with dallas but then also you know i was kind of sitting uh kind of like close to this side of the field that's where the media sit like really close to this side uh, of the of the field and the way that the goalie was positioning positioning himself and the way that he had his wall and some of the players were in front of him um i saw it kind of really really hard for him to score that especially saint Clair, the goalie for minnesota united was having such a terrific game that he was like he had like two or three important stops and that you know from a hit from memo from that yeah it would have been strong and it would have been dangerous but i don't think it would have had the same reaction or the same rebound that it had from a from a position balled you know more like a technical ball from quinteros and this and this uh, free kick so and also i mean the the quality of 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 a player that you have to be to put you know a ball over 90 like upper 90 not over 90 upper 90 and then obviously figueroa you know being attentive being you know awake in until I catch the rebounds because a lot of people just stopped there like most of the defenders did most of the defenders just stopped um, but other than that I think that was all from the Minnesota game I think Marco Marriage had a lot of uh, have really good saves um, their goalie had a really good saves and I think uh, we could have won that game um, at the end we had a, a really close one with uh, Vera from a free kick also a pass back from Quinteros he won first post the goalie got it right there that could have been our winner for us uh but there was you know there was a bunch of opportunities from both both teams um but it was a very entertaining game uh i think minnesota kansas city um have become like pretty big rivalries when it comes to either playing here in houston or playing over there in minnesota or kansas city so those those games are fun and actually we'll be playing the game we we uh, we will be playing them again soon. There you go. It came out correctly. Um, then moving on to the Chicago game. This Chicago game was. Uh, but first of all, let's take a break. Let me do that so it'll be easier. Let's take a break. All right, now we're back. That's how I know where to put the the freaking ads. Um, okay, so now, um, why can't you give me? Damn, darn. Okay. All right. I got it right here, bud. Okay, whatever. 
this thing is loading so I'm pulling up the games uh, so I can tell you guys when are we going next where are we going you know what's going on but yeah this Chicago game was very terrible so after the game actually I hopped on on the press conference uh, and then um, we had uh, Tab Ramos we had Nico Lemoyne and we have Jose Bisama jumping into the call uh, and something that all three of them spoke about um, but also let me be clear they also all three of them also said and pointed out that you know what I'm about to tell you is not an excuse for losing a game you know at the end of the day you still have to play the games and you still have to you know try and win and putting anything you know saying whatever can be come out as an excuse but they were saying you know they they all say you know we played a terrible game Chicago played a beautiful game you know everything went right for Chicago basically and we just lost fair and square basically and they all talked about how this trip was kind of very, very difficult for them because they felt like they didn't have any time to, like, get rest. They felt like they were very rushed. You know, they took the plane there. They had to have their meal. And then it was basically, Tabra almost said, you know, it just felt like we went from, like, plane, food, game. Like, and it was just very, very quick. He says usually they have uh, some, you know, some downtime to rest. And he said that this for this game, they weren't able to have it. And also Nico Lemoyne and Jose Visama also said the same thing. It, they just felt like it was rushed. They felt like, you know, they didn't have time to, like, prepare or, or, you know, stuff like that. And actually, if you look at the game, like I said, you know, it's not to be used in ex as an excuse. But if you look at the game, it looked like there was something off, like... I even talked about it. I hopped on on, on uh, IG Live and halftime, and it just felt like they were so clumsy. Like, there was something wrong with them. There was, you know, shoot. Like, I just came out of a game a couple days ago where they played. They've been playing really good soccer. Like, honestly, I've been meaning to tell to tell Tabram this, but, like, this has been the most beautiful soccer, well, except today, of course, and probably the Colorado game. But this has been the most beautiful soccer we have seen from the Houston Dynamo uh, in the last, like, three or four years, honestly. I mean, we were known to be a counter-attacking team. And lately, we have been a team that actually controls the ball, holds the ball, plays the ball, moves the ball around, makes the opposite team kind of run and try to get it from us. So, I mean, we've been playing a really good game of possession. Um, today, obviously, wasn't the case, and it, and, it's, and it felt that way. And it felt like the guys couldn't put two to three passes together. Tab Brown was mentioning, you know, the main, our main goal or focus in this game was going to control that midfield, which we didn't, and we saw what happened. Basically, they would get the ball, and they would just jump lines. Like, you know, it, balls would go straight from, like, almost the third you know side of the field like their third side like you know if you divide the field in threes you know from their last first third to their first you know you know what i mean from their goal to our goal the ball will move really quickly in transition because we had no control in the middle Vera was lost you know he was lost honestly he probably had a few touches i didn't even see him grab the ball like he usually does and control like the midfield set in just seemed off like you know he was hard working as ever but he just didn't appear like you you didn't hear his name a lot memo obviously he only played 45 minutes 
nothing from him. Darwin Quinteros had a one shot on goal that went a little bit far up. Um, and just, you know, Ramirez had a bad game. Like, a bunch of the balls would just bounce off of him. Like, you couldn't control a ball. Uh, Bisama probably had, was probably the one that played the worst. Other than probably maybe the center backs. Um, you know, Jose Bisama, basically most, I think all of the goals came from his side of the field. And, you know, maybe it's because he hasn't been having playing time. Uh, so that's something that I asked uh, Tab Ramos actually in the press conference. I asked him, why, you know, why do we have Bisama instead of Valentin? And obviously, a valid, you know, answer that he gave was, you know, you know, we have a bunch of games coming up and they're all like back to back. And, you know, I, I kind of have to rotate them. And like, you know, if he, he said, if it was up to me, I would have all, you know, my, my 11 starters play every single game you know, or start every single game. But he was like, you know, given the reality of where we're living today and, you know, given the type of, or the style of tournament or, you know, that we're playing literally like every three to four games, you know, I just kind of have to rotate the guys and I have to make sure that, you know, they're they're fresh, they're good to go. And I just can't have them play, have all my 11 play, you know, all of it. And, and it's, you know, it's a given. And I think by that 3-0 going into the into the first half going into the second half sorry i think we all saw that you know the game was just kind of like going downhill and why not give you know nico lemoyne some 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 minutes to get you know uh, acclimated with with the team get some rhythm in you know uh actually me and uh i think it was hector he was he jumped on on the instagram live with me uh, we, you know, we talked about, you know, why not having Lemoyne, why not having Palomino, why not have the young guys kind of, you know, give it a fight, you know, in the second half. I know, you know, we're trying to win the game, but, you know, 3-0 and we were playing terrible and the VAR kind of took away two goals in a way, um, you know, in a game that should have been probably like 5-0, 6-0, you know, it was a game that I think every Dynamo fan was going to like, you know, this game, we just got to say, you know, fuck this game. Let's move on, basically. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think Jose Bisama had a bad game. Um, but I think the more that he plays, the better that he's going to get, hopefully. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so I think we should stop talking about this and just kind of look forward to uh, Saturday, which we'll have another match. We'll be playing in Nashville at 2.30 p.m. Um, and then we'll be playing Saturday. The next, So at least we have a week there. But then that following week we'll have a Saturday game, a Wednesday game, Saturday game, Wednesday game, Sunday game. And then we get another kind of like a week off. But it's going to be very, very like packed schedule. We have 10 more games to go uh, from here till November 8th, which is decision day. Uh, but we're going to have two more games against uh, FC Dallas, one more game against Minnesota. Uh, we're playing Columbus. That's going to be a tough one. We're playing at home, though, so hopefully we'll get some good out of it. We're playing LAFC that supposedly they're supposed to be good, but, you know, lately they haven't. Uh, we're playing uh, Inter-Miami, who has been trash, but uh, I guess now with EYE and then the other guy, the French guy, who knows? And then uh, we're playing uh, SKC one more time. So 
SKC, basically all the games that we're playing West teams are going to be vital for us. I mean, every game is vital, but the you know the West games are going to be like six point games basically. You know, if you know soccer, you know that expression basically. Uh, so we're playing we're playing Colorado, we're playing Dallas, we're playing LA, we're playing Minnesota, we're playing uh, Dallas again, we're playing SKC, and that's it. So out of the ten games, six games are going to be with in conference. Uh, opponents and then four obviously with none with no conference the other conference opponents I guess um, but it's gonna be good I mean shit the West is very tight everybody's winning everybody's losing like everybody's just kind of staying like I was looking right now if we would have won the game we probably would have jumped to like fourth place or something like that so I mean a point nowadays are going to be difference makers so like I think we have one away game, two away games, three away games, four, five. We have five away games, five home games. If we can get, I mean, I don't even, I don't want to do math to be honest. <laughs> but we need to get the most points we can get. I mean, at home, we have to win, period, dot. Like, there is no buts, ifs, and whatever about it. You're at home, you have to win. We're playing SKC. We're playing Dallas, we're playing Nashville, we're playing Columbus, that's going to be tough, and we're playing Colorado. That's home. We need to win all those points. Away, we're playing Nashville, we're playing away in uh, Miami, we're playing uh, Minnesota away, we're playing LAFC away, and we're playing Dallas away. And those, we have to get the most points possible to be able to make it into these goddamn playoffs. Um, so, yeah. We'll stop with that, and then let's talk a little bit, you know, real quick about the novella of Elis and Bahamich. Um, I think we are, as Dynamo fans, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of diamond, dom, I was going to say dominoes, or dynamite. There's a lot of Dynamo fans that, honestly, um, if you're listening, um, um, I, I don't like to talk shit about fellow Dynamo fans. Just because, you know, you guys are kind of like my family in a way. You know, me as a Dynamo fan, you're a Dynamo fan. We're supposed to like like each other and support each other or whatever. But there's a lot of trash talking from Dynamo people. Which is understandable, right? Like, I understand you don't like to lose and the team plays like shit like today. And, you know, just kind of take out our frustrations. And I understand we haven't won a game in five games. But let's be honest. All this year, other than the fact that it's abnormal, we have played better soccer, other than this game, than the last like three, four years combined. I think we, I was looking today, last year we got six points, six points in 16 games of away games. 16, point, 16 games, we lost 14 of them. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. This year so far, we've gotten four points from away games. And we beat SKC and we tied with Colorado. Obviously, we haven't, we're not going to have the same amount of matches. Uh, we're going to have like 25, 26 matches. But if I don't even think we even get to that. But we are playing so much better. I think Tab Ramos have brought, has brought in... Such a different like style of play, such a different like 
attitude to the players and to the team as a whole, to the organization as a whole, that, you know, stop complaining, stop bitching, stop talking so much shit. I talk shit about the team, that's completely fine, and everybody has the right, but like, and I understand, like, and the, I, I, funny enough, I play devil's advocate with myself. Because uh, a lot of people, you know, obviously, me, myself, I don't, I'm not a season ticket holder. Because, honestly, I don't have the money for it. Um, but if I did have the money for it, I would be. Um, yeah, I know, like. It's whatever, it's an excuse, but I, like honest to God, I don't have like an extra dollar to spare. Um, but if you are a season ticket holder and you're always bitching how you're gonna cancel your subscription, and how you're gonna cancel your seats, and you know, this team just fucking do it, bro. Like, just get your season ticket, you know, whatever, tu carneo, whatever. I don't know how, how it works. Because obviously I didn't, I didn't even look into it because I don't have the money for it. But just cancel it. Don't go. Don't listen. Don't watch. Become a fan of a different team. Like, why is it so hard? Like, it's funny because I saw somewhere today that it was like, oh, you know, ride, ride or die. But, like, you obviously do not understand the definition of ride or die. Like, ride or die means that you will... I, well, I guess not. I guess not, right? But... Like, well, I like the Spanish version. En las buenas en las malas. Like, in the good times and the bad times. Like, if you're going to be a fan in the good times and you're going to celebrate the wins and the championships and all that stuff, the glory days or whatever, you have to be as much as a fan of that same team when they're playing like shit, when they have a 4-0 loss against a Chicago team, when they can't hold, keep a lead, and yes, they'll lose in the last five minutes or like they'll get a game tied up. It is what it is, bro. Like if you are a supporter, if you are a fan, be a fan, be a supporter. I understand if you're going to bitch and moan, but stop threatening people. Like stop saying, oh, this team is shit. Like, yes, we all know this team is bad. But like, when are you going to stop the slandering? Like how, what will make you happy? You know, we know, I know that Brenner's not going to drop $10 million on a player. For God's sakes, like, Bahamich is about to go to a third division team in England because we don't want to put down $1.2 million. $1.2 million. I'm not talking about 10 We don't want to put down a fucking payment plan for a, a supposedly a legit guy. We don't even know him, to be honest. Uh, he could be a bust, or he could be the greatest player in the history of the Dynamo. But like, we're they can, they won't even gamble that much for a supposedly great player. What makes you think they're gonna bring like a Mexican national guy, or you know, like a really good guy uh, that a lot of people ask about? Like, just stop. Like, live this reality. Stop living. Like my mom would say, in una nube de pedos, like in in the fucking like realm of the sky where dreams and fairy tales and all these things come true. Like, no, be realistic that the Houston Dynamo is what it is, and if we don't get a change, and honestly, there's nothing we can do to change this. Like, honestly, like honest to God, what 
can we do i mean obviously there there are some things that we could do as fans to change or to make the the owner sell his club but at the end of the day he owns the goddamn club he is the owner of the club like he owns it he gets to do whatever he wants with it it it's his money sadly enough like we have no say whatsoever just because you are a fan of his team doesn't mean that he's going to do what you want him to do. Like, be realistic about it. If I have kids, and if you're a parent, and if somebody you like tells you how to, like, raise your kid, yes, you might take it into consideration, but at the end of the day, it's your goddamn kid, and you raise your goddamn kid how you want to raise your goddamn kid. Does that make any sense? I mean, it makes sense to me, I guess. But yeah, I'm just kind of like... I don't say anything, but I'm kind of like sick and tired of people just talking shit for no reason. Like, just move on. Um, I think I did this rant already like a few a few episodes ago, but it is what it is. If you're going to be a fan, be a fan on the good times and the bad times. Yeah, take a four-year loss and just, you know, take it, put it in your pocket, walk away. Like, it is what it is. We have another game. We gotta go and win that. Like you just gotta move on, you know. You can't live in the in the past of being a terrible team. Like yeah, will guess what? Wilmer Cabrera is not our coach anymore. You have Ty Ramos. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of new guys. He signed a bunch of new kids that might be a future of this club. So just have some hope, bruh. But yeah, also at this like in the same sentence that I'm saying that about the fans. In the same sentence, I want to say, like, if you are the owner of the Houston Dynamo, who you know who you are, can you, like, can you help us out? Because, you know, like, we need your help. I We understand this is your team. But, like, if you want us, like, which is funny because I just said, you know, what I said. But if you want us to keep supporting your team in a way, like... Just know that, first of all, just know that we don't support the team because of you or who the owner of this organization is. We support the team because we support the color, we support the team, we support, you know, what Dynamo means to the city and to soccer fans, period. You know, I wish this league wasn't the way that it is, but it is what it is. You know, every other league, the team is like for the people, by the people in a way. But unfortunately, this league, like, they have owners, and some owners are better than others. But, you know, we ask you, like, and also, Matt Jordan, with all due respect, sir, what are you doing? Like, obviously, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be in your position. I don't know 1% of the stuff that you do, you know, like, when it comes to business or whatever it is that you do. But, like, everybody saw how terrible this Albert Ellie situation was like you buy a guy for 4.5 million dollars you sell him for 1.1 Albert Ellis probably the greatest player of your franchise like that makes no sense like with all due respect I hope you're kicking yourself for this you know if the numbers are true because we don't even know the numbers but if the numbers are true what people claim to be true 1.1 million for Al, for possibly our greatest player in the Dynamo history. Of one of the greatest players. Like, come on, bro. You dropped the ball. 
And then also, if you happen to drop the ball on this Bahamich stuff, is not going to look good on you. With the fans, at least. With the owners, who knows? Because obviously they, obviously, they run on a different mindset that we do. But, you know, with all due respect to Matt Jordan, come on, bro. Let's do something. Like, work for the people. Not work for the people, but, like, build a winning team. Like, let's get over this three buckets type thing. You know, like... You know, young, good, sell him for a lot more. Because obviously he's not working. I mean, you missed the, you missed one right there with Al, with Ellis. So obviously there's something going on. Like you're not following your process. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll just shut up now. I think well, I've been ranting for too long, uh, and, and my blood pressure is gonna go high, <laughs> go up. Uh, so I'm just gonna go ahead and shut it down here. But yeah. Uh, fortunately, I won't be able to watch this Nashville game live, so I probably won't be on my phone so much. Um, I have to work. Man, can you believe they put me to work at nights now? Some bullshit. But yeah, so now, unfortunately, I won't be able to watch that game. So, you know, don't tell me anything till I have to watch it. And hopefully, Nashville doesn't give us as much trouble as Chicago did, so... With that being said, 40 minutes in, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're watching. Hopefully hopefully you guys like rants. Uh, and yeah, tell me, man, nobody ever like comments. Like, Tell me like if you agree with me or you disagree with me if you listen this far. Uh, but other than that, thank you everybody. Uh, have a safe whatever. Uh, stay safe. And, you know, the rain already came and went. Hopefully you guys didn't have too much trouble with that. And yeah, hopefully we get this kid Bahamich because if we don't, then a lot of people are going to throw fits. And then I really don't want to like listen to people throw fits about how terrible we are as an organization. So hopefully somebody actually makes something happen. But other than that, thank you everybody. 442, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-D-O-S, Chris Putalia, C-R-I-S-P-U-T-A-L-L-A-Z on the social medias. See you guys later. Have fun. Enjoy your day. And be safe. And I don't even know how to stop this. So I'm going to keep talking until this stops. All right.